0: I'm gonna do the opening session this morning. My name is Pastor Kimberly Isbell. My husband, yeah, thank you. My husband and I pastor here, and we have been here 22 years. Yeah, so um, we love we love Spectrum Church. We love all of San Diego and the uh, community that God has placed us in, and uh, we're just so happy to be here. Uh, Quickly, I have four children. They are all grown up. I have a son that uh, will s- soon be 36 on Tuesday. And uh, married, has a, couple, has a couple of beautiful children. So I have two grandchildren there. I have a daughter that uh, she's just a few, about 18 months younger than he is. So I won't say the number of her age. <laughs> she'll, she'll be, yeah, so she's 34 still. And... Um, She's married, has three beautiful daughters, and uh, then I have a son that's 29 and a daughter 26. So everybody, uh, we're empty nesters, which is very strange, uh, but it's very good, you know? It's like, oh, everyone's going bye, 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 but we can sleep with our door open if we want to now, and we just have all kinds of opportunities that have opened up for us. Uh, we haven 't taken advantage of everything yet because it 's all kind of new because our but um, yeah, so hallelujah <laughs> marriage is fun marriage is fun if you are are married, you know what I mean um, God is, is uh, you know not everybody has to marry, but if you do marry it 's wonderful it's it 's hard but it 's really good it 's worth all the hard and this the uh, the things you go through but uh, Having, having your husband by your side and best friend and support is really cool, and that's how we are. We're just best friends and uh, love serving God together, love working together, love parenting and grandparenting together, and uh, so it's all good. It's all good. So today I just want to talk to you about incredible you, incredible God, incredible you. You are incredible. I don't know if you see yourself that way, but uh, you are. I just see you, and God sees you as being amazing. He sees you as his treasure. He sees you being beautiful, and uh, there's just something, um, I guess it's just because we're in the world. We live in the world that uh, women in general, we just don't see ourselves that way. Uh, We magnify the flaws, we see all the negative uh, things about us, but God sees all the potential. He sees all the grace that he's placed in your life, and uh, he's called us to a wonderful place, called us to a great place in him. So today we're going to talk about that. We're talking, uh, the conference, uh, our title is Treasured. And so I just want you to know that you are a treasured one of the Father, and He loves you so much. He gave His Son, Jesus, for you, and uh, He just has beautiful, beautiful things in store for you. So our, our, um, our main scripture uh, is in Exodus 19, verse 5, and in it it says that you are His treasured possession you are God's treasured possession. He's talking to the the uh, um, the children of Israel at this point, but he says, "Now, if you obey me fully and keep my commandments, then out of all the other nations, he says, you will be my treasured possession." And I was just thinking about that, and God just led me uh, to look at the um, the old Jewish Bible. I have a couple of programs on my. My iPad and my phone, that um, gateway, and then the Holy Bible. And they have all different translations on them. And I just love that because I just love to see what the, what all of them have to say about one scripture. So I was led to the old Jewish Bible. And for the word possession was the word segula, segula. And what that means is you you are his treasured possession but you're not just a little trinket that maybe you bought at Disneyland that you put up on the on your counter to look at and say I was at Disneyland we had a great time but you're so much more than just a trinket to God you are richly richly valued uh, it's like in, in the bible it talks about David and, uh, he had all of these storehouses and he, King David, and he had all, uh, gold, all kinds of things. And when he was about to, uh, go on, uh, to pass and go, go up to heaven to be with Jesus, he turned all of that over to his son Solomon for the building of the temple, because God had told him that, no, you're not going to build the temple because you're a man of war. He was, uh, he was always fighting battles and, and doing war, uh, for God's side, and um, what he had was re- it was highly valued. It wasn't just like throwing a couple of coins over for God's temple, but he gave everything. God's given everything for us. His only begotten son, highly valued. And uh, so that's how he, he sees us as his women. We are highly valued, segula. I love that word. I've been saying it. For weeks now, Sagula. <laughs> you learn a new word. I learn a new Spanish word or something, and I'm like saying my new word every time I can, you know, get a chance. So you you are extremely valuable, and uh, you're precious, and you're just you're beautiful, beautiful women, and his value is so great you is that he you know he didn't just create us and then just throw us here on the earth just to do whatever and to be whatever but he created us for purpose on purpose or on purpose for purpose however you want to throw it back and forth but there's purpose in our life so God has valued us very highly and I want you to look at um, first uh, Genesis where we at Oh, okay, I know we're in exodus, but I'm getting way ahead of myself, so I've got to slow down. I've got to get my mind just rested here. I look at Jeremiah 1.5. Um, so God, God has uh, considered us valued. He loves us so much. And in Jeremiah 1.5, it says, this is the eternal one. This is God speaking. He says, before I even formed you in your mother's womb, I knew all about you. And before you drew your first breath, I have chosen you. Now, he spoke this over the prophet Jeremiah, but I believe that every part of the Bible is for me and it's for you. And so he has formed us all. He formed us all in our mother's womb and he knew it all about us. Before we were even conceived. And even before we drew that first breath. When we came, came and were birthed out. He knew us and had a purpose and a plan for our life. And you may say, well, I don't know what that is. I, you know, sometimes just feel like I just kind of wander around. Well, if you just sit in the presence of God and you spend time with Him, you get into His Word, you come to uh, conferences like this, you come to church, you're just daily before the Father, He's going to let you know what that purpose is. And he wants all of us to fulfill that purpose. And when you fulfill the purpose, then you are fulfilled. There's, I think, until you find exactly what God has for you, there's always that little bit of a void there, just a little bit of an itch. I haven't quite put my finger on it. I don't really know, but I like to do this and I like to do that. But I just haven't pursued. But God has specific things. For each one of us and so he has created us so beautifully and wonderfully and I love what David said in Psalm 139 this was uh, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit he said that he it's lengthy so it's about five scriptures but I want to read it to you and uh, I want you to put yourself in this scripture and he said to God he said you formed my innermost being shaping my delicate inside and my intricate outside woven them all together in my mother's womb i thank you god thank you god for making me so mysteriously complex and i love this translation because i feel like i am mysteriously complex do you ever feel like that there's just sometimes when i'm like oh my goodness i don't even understand myself (laughs) but god does he made us. He created us. He knows our inside. He knows our outside. And he has fashioned and formed us beautifully. And it goes on to say, You, uh, you even formed every bone uh, in my body. You have thoroughly known me, and when you created me in secret, you carefully and skillfully shaped me from nothing to something. So you are special. Can you imagine have um, my children, a couple of my, my younger two, uh, when they were at community college, they took a pottery class. So they took a piece of clay, something from nothing, and then they made something from it in their class. Well, they brought them home, and you know, they're in there, they're just out of high school, and they bring them home, and they're just so proud of these things. What, what is it? <laughs> What did you make? Oh, well, that's a serving cup. And this is a, a teapot. And, like, oh, okay, great. From nothing, they created something. They saw the beauty in it. I have come to find the beauty in it. And, uh, but God, when He created us, there was no ifs, ands, or buts. It was just beautiful, highly treasured. Sogula. He loves you so much and has so many wonderful things for you. And uh, so I just want you today, uh, I just want you to know that you are unique. You've been created extremely beautifully and God loves you so, so much. I also want you to know that you are made in the image of God. Uh, Not only are you a treasured possession of God, but you are made in the very image of our Father God the true God, the only God, amen, and we're made in his image. So let's look at Genesis 1:27. It said, then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. So then God created human beings in his own image. So he said he was going to do it, and he did it. Now, uh, prior to that moment, he had just spoken out into the cosmos and said, let there be, let there be light, let there be firmament, let there be uh, the creatures, the animals. And he just, he spoke them out. But when it came to man, he conferred with the Holy Spirit and with Jesus. And he said, let us, let us make man. And so there, you know, it's really, uh, really interesting because he made us out of the dust of the earth. It says, and I don't know if you know uh, the story in the New Testament. And I always thought it was kind of icky and yick. But uh, there was a blind man, and Jesus made uh, clay from the dirt and from his spittle. And so he spit on the on the ground and made a clay, and he put it on. On the blind man's eyes and he was healed well if you look at that you know the the Old Testament is always a type and shadow of the new and that's how God created us not that he spit on the ground but there was there was a dew that would come on on the earth and so when it came time to create us he took that dust and the dew and he molded and he created and he fashioned us beautifully. There was no doubt when he saw his finished product. And as we know, uh, uh, Adam, when he saw, whoa, man, he loved what he saw. Amen. And so David, uh, Adam named, named woman, woman. But God fashioned us with the clay and with the, the moisture in the air. So we have been created uh, to be his image bearers. We, when we go about, people are, should know what we stand for, who we believe in, what our, um, um, yeah, our belief system is, they, they should know. Years ago, and it's not to brag, but I was just like, wow, God, you're really cool, um, when we lived in Canada I had a neighbor that lived across the street and her little boy Trevor would play with my eldest son Michael they were both five years old they they were not they were Catholics so they had not experienced Jesus Christ in the way that we had but uh, she and I had coffee all the time the kids played together all the time and we would sit out on my front porch the two of us and our boys would play in the yard and just have a really great time well, uh, one time she and I were together, and she looked at me, and she says, I don't know. She says, there's just something about you. There's just a light that comes out of your eyes. And I go, oh. I said, well, that's, that's Jesus. And then she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and so, you know, I had let the door open a little bit. And so then, then on down the road, and I was always, you know, trying to share with her. But then uh, one time, Michael just got really bold that he talked to his little friend. They're only five years old. And he shared the gospel with his friend and told him, you know, when you accept Jesus, he says, you're going to feel clinging on the inside. He said, you won't feel yucky anymore. And Trevor accepted Jesus Christ. And yeah, it was beautiful. And he went home and he told his mom... And she said, "Your son said that Trevor was going to feel clean on the inside, and that really she didn't like that very much." So then, then we weren't friends anymore. So um, I just continue to pray for her. But that's a, that's a true. I, I loved what Michael said because when you receive Christ. You are. You just feel clean on the inside. That old man, the Bible tells us that the old things are passed away. Behold, all things have been made new. That you are a new creation in Christ. That old man is no more. Now, you may, your physical body is going to probably look the same. And you may speak the same. Uh, you know, You may, if you... Uh, had uh, maybe a foul mouth or bad attitudes some of those things will still remain but the bible goes on to tell us that we through the renewing of our mind when we get into the word of god then he begins to transform us so then our inner man along with um, and our, our mannerisms and everything start to be transformed uh, into the very image of christ so Christ, you know, if he stubbed his toe, he wouldn't go gosh darn it, and you know, say say some foul foul things because he got hurt. Um, so ultimately, when we continue to lean into Him and spend time with Him, God just starts to clean up. I when I, I when I was in uh, my parents were pastors growing up, and uh, when I was uh, growing up, I was a, a PK. I was a pastor's kid and that's all i knew was church well when i hit about eighth grade i had another friend at school that she was a pastor's kid so we kind of hooked up and everything well the church that she went to was uh, more legalistic she couldn't wear shorts and she had all kinds of restrictions on the clothes that she could wear and um for whatever reason she and i both we both agreed that we really wanted to curse we just thought we thought that would be the best, best thing to be able to say a, a swear word. So we purposed in our hearts that we were going to cuss. So we were in gym PE class together, and there's, we're playing volleyball. And the ball comes, and we go to hit it, and we miss it or whatever, and we're like, okay, we're going to do it now. We couldn't do it. We could not curse, but I want to tell you, you have to be really, uh, uh, use caution in the things that you wish for, because I couldn't curse in eighth grade, (laughs) but when I was a, a young mother and I would get upset, I would curse, and I'm like, God, where did that come from? But that was a seed that I planted. I was not living to my full potential in the image of God. I had wished for something. I had craved something. And at that time, in my purity, I couldn't. And then I'm married. I have a couple of young children. I am a pastor's wife. And I would curse you know, the D word. I never said hardcore or anything, but you know, I would I would say words that were just not in my vocabulary. They were not the words I was raised with. Not not the words, thank you so much, honey. That's my daughter. Isn't she beautiful? Yes. She gave me <laughs> gorgeous grandchildren. But there I would find myself. And I, <clears throat> and um so, yeah, it was very, very sad. Excuse me. But I love, I love how God is so good because he makes a way of escape from those very things. Um, in 1 John 1, 1.9, he says that if we'll confess, if we'll come to him and we'll confess our sin to him, that he quickly restores us back to a right standing with him. And just because I confessed it once didn't mean I didn't do it again. But I was quick to repent. And every time, I don't care how many times it happened, I would go back and I would repent. And I would repent, Lord, this is not who I want to be. This is not how I want to do life. This is not pleasing to you. I want to show my children jesus christ the goodness of god and he worked it out of me and one day i don't even know when but i didn't do it anymore and that the anger that had been in me had i it was just gone and i i Years years later, uh, Brittany actually said it to me one day because I would I would I, I don't think she I don't know if she remembers but I could get really angry too. And uh, but she told me one day she said, "Mom," she says, "you are the most patient, you are so kind. I I never see you get upset." And God just washed washed all that from my children. They don't they don't remember. All that God's so good, and He cleansed me. So we we all are a work in progress, Amen. His desire, He created us in His likeness. He created us to show forth His glory to the earth. We were we were made from uh, our flesh was from the dust of the earth, and so in that we are part of uh, flesh, but. We also, he breathed life into us, so we're also spirit. We are spirit and flesh. So in that, we live in the earth, but we can live in heaven too. We can live in heaven too. And you can be here and in heaven that quick. You can be at the throne room, the feet of Jesus, that quick in your spirit. You don't have to just stay here in the flesh, but you can just turn your heart to him and boom. There you are, right there in the heavenlies with Him. I just encourage you to step into that. Step in that when things go sideways, when perhaps your performance level that you thought was going to be and you hoped that you would behave in a certain way, that you run to the Father, run to His presence, and there He cleanses and frees us and sets us back into right standing with him, as if we had never sinned. Isn't that glorious? I love that. I love that. So we were created, God created us and sculpted us with his loving, loving hands. I think that's beautiful. We are so different than the animals, aren't you glad? We have a a spirit. They have a soul. I mean, they can be so smart. Those little animals and they can learn tricks and be obedient but they can't communicate with god they just have an instinct it's just kind of it's just they just do what they do because that's how god created them to do it but he's given us a free will he's given us all the free will and i choose and i pray that you choose to be an imager of the father and that we show forth his goodness and his grace because he represents life and order when you see life and you see order, you're seeing God the Father. When you see death and you see chaos, you're seeing Satan, the enemy. That's it. And you can, you can see how the enemy, the Bible talks about the enemy, the devil, that he roams to and fro, seeking those of whom he would devour. And right now we are seeing so much more of that that he he isn't uh just you know lurking in little corners now he's boldly walking out in the middle of the street and uh he's just defying god and his people but we're not going to stand for that we are not we are staking our stand we are in prayer and uh if god lays it on your heart to um boldly speak and to declare as far as in a political realm or in different settings our schools and all of that then you step into that because that is a God-given purpose and we need those people I don't I don't see myself as one of those but God has people and if you are step into that if that you haven't if you just have a little inkling about something step more fully into that and as you step into that whether it is uh, the political school whatever that you feel there's kind of a nudge that God's doing as you step into that you will grow and grow and that gift will get bigger and bigger and you'll begin to fulfill and walk in the very thing that God's called you to but the enemy wants to keep us uh, nervous afraid timid and so uh, we use this word on, um, on Sunday with our women's panel uh, being isolated. He likes just to keep us out of the way. Because if he can do that, then he's free to do whatever he wants to. But I see women of God in this place that are going to take their rightful stand and declare, and speak out in boldness, and not shy away, but move in the very thing that God has called you to do, amen, Amen. he has something for each one of us, it's all different, it's all different, he talks, the Bible talks about, um, uh, that he gives gifts to men, it says that he call he calls us, and it's an irrevocable call. Who he calls is irrevocable. When I was uh, growing up uh, in third grade, I wrote a paper all about me, and I said in that paper that when I grew up, I was going to be a pastor's wife. I still have the paper. I couldn't find it. I wanted to bring it just to show you because I've told you that before, but I have it. It's in a sleeve and everything. But... Um, i wrote that then well my life didn't quite go that way i was a pastor's kid forever uh but i i started singing i had have sang since i was a little girl so then i thought you know i think uh pride started coming in and i'm thinking you know i just want to be a record a recording artist and uh so i had made some albums because my dad and our family, we traveled. My dad had a healing ministry and eyes were healed and gorders were removed and deaf ears were open and we would go and we had albums and we would sing and minister and it was great. And so I thought, I'm going to get on the radio and I'm going to tour and I'm going to do all this. And I even got so nasty as to say that uh, at night, I'm not even going to get down beside my bed and say my prayers. Well, I never, I never get beside my bed and say my prayers, but I pray in bed. But, you know, I had, I had this such a defiant thing that I'm not even going to kneel down at my bed and pray. And so I got really just ugly in my heart, ugly in my heart. But you know what? God called me to be a pastor's wife. Here I am today. I surrendered. I surrendered. I surrendered. And surrendering to God is the best thing you can do. It is your happy place. It is your happy, happy, happy place. Is it easy all the time? No. Nothing is easy. I was talking talking to a young person the other day, and they kind of had, they're they're on track for where they want to be on their dream job. And so they keep moving up, and they're on track. And uh, it was hard. (laughs) And so they didn't know if they wanted to pursue the dream because it was hard. I'm like, baby, it's going to be hard. It's always hard, but it's always good. You just keep pushing. You just keep going and going in the direction that God has for you. And it's beautiful. It's just gorgeous. So that's what you want to do. So we want to be imagers of God. I think I'm taking too long and I haven't even watched the clock. Does anybody know how long I've been speaking? Because I'm on a time frame. I've been talking an hour? No. Keep going. Praise God. Praise God. Well, I you know, I said we would be over at 2.30. Can you stand being after 2.30 to go home? You know, we just... I, I was talking... Um, talking to our, our guest speaker linda sharkey pastor linda Sharkey, you're just gonna love her you're just gonna love her love her love her and um i said you know today i we just want to go with god that's where we want to go and um so we just want to flow with the spirit of god today and if we're over i pray that you'll stay with us and i understand it it could be a long day and it's going to be 2 30 at least before we're done but um Just stay as connected as you are right at this moment all day long, because God wants to speak a word into your life. He wants to minister to you, and he wants you to leave out of here changed. So I would, amen, amen. I would encourage you to uh, get out a piece of paper, get your phone out, and I I would take notes. And if just, you know, something comes up, you just write those down and reflect on those after you leave, because too many times and I've been in services where God has spoken and I didn't write it down I didn't record it I didn't and I left I'm like oh God what what did you say it was really good and it it left me forever so um, write those things down write them down so God just has really good great things for us he wants to be his uh, his imagers here on this earth and he has chosen us all I'm so glad that, like I said, all of us, he has a purpose for each one of our lives, and he has chosen us. And and, in Ephesians 1, 4, it says this. This is in the voice. It says, God chose us to be in relationship with him even before he laid out the plans of the world. And then it says in John 15, 16, that Jesus, Jesus said this. He said, you didn't choose me. I chose you. So that's interesting because uh, in um, in the in the Genesis it says that he has created us to be his in his image. So God, the Holy Spirit, Jesus—they came together and created us to be in his image. And in the New Testament, Jesus is speaking like he was there, and he was, and he said. Uh, you didn't choose me i chose you because we've already read that he he formed and fashioned us and he knew us before the foundation of the world so god knows you inside and out better than yourself you think i have this weakness i have this this grace on my life he knows you are just uh, all of your um details about you he says that you are his workmanship created in his image, and he also goes on to say that he has prepared a way beforehand for you to walk in. He has places for you to walk, and we said that earlier, for us to take our place, and let's be the voice, for God wants us to be a voice. If it's at work, if we need to step up, and we need to proclaim Jesus at work, then be that voice, because he's gone ahead of you, And he's prepared a way for you to walk in those things. So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid when you feel the nudge and God's calling you to do something that's a little bit out of your comfort zone. He's prepared a way. He's made a way for you. He has a place for you. And he wants you to shine in that place. Uh, There's a scripture in, um, in Isaiah. And uh, it's Isaiah 60. Uh, I don't know where it is right now, but uh, in Isaiah 60, and it says, Arise, shine, for the glory of the Lord uh, has risen. And then it says that there's darkness and there's gross darkness that's covering the people, but the light is the light of Jesus. And right now, uh, we are seeing gross darkness that's covering our land, but the light of God is greater, and He has created us to be the light here on Earth. He's created us to represent the light, to move forward in the light, and so we. Uh, he He is so passionate about us. He He's created us so that we can speak his word and make the declaration Uh, he's given us authority here on the earth to do those things so when we speak out just as he did at creation we are speaking into existence the very things that he desires the heart of god has for us here on this earth so don't be afraid to speak be bold in the things that you say make them christ-centered word-centered and you're going to see the desired end that uh, you you want from those words but god has called us I want you to know that, that he's called us, and he's graced us, he's gifted us. And in Romans 11, excuse me, Romans 12, 6 and 8, he says this. He says, uh, this is Paul speaking. He says, since our gifts are varying depending on the grace poured out in each of us, you know, uh, God God gives us varying gifts. Uh, Levels of grace and gifts. He says, since they're, they're differing, it's important that we exercise these gifts. Now, uh, just as our bodies has different members, uh, the Bible talks about, you know, if the body was all one eye, where would the hearing be? If the body was all one a nose, where would the taste be? But we need each other. We need every part. And just as our fleshly body Has parts and many members so does our spiritual godly body have many members we collectively all who uh, have received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior collectively are the body of Christ and we all have diverse and differing gifts but we need them all and when we don't all work then we're we're kind of limping along but we function optimally With all the gifts in place. So it goes on to say that it's important that we exercise the gifts that we've been given. If prophecy is your gift, then you better speak it out as a prophet according to your proportion of faith. If service is a gift, then serve well. If you love to serve, and I see have many women in this room that love to serve, and they serve with excellence. They, we have women that have created our environment for us with excellence. We have multimedia production people that have served with excellence. We have people that have, are ushering and doing things with excellence, so they love to serve. They serve well. If you teach, if teaching is your gift, then teach well. If you've been given a voice of encouragement, then use that gift often. If you've been given the gift of, to give, be generous, and it goes on to lead, to share mercy, be merciful. But God desires that each of us fulfill fully, fully and completely fulfill what he's placed in our hearts to do. Amen? Amen? God's wonderful, and he loves you, and he cares about you. God has some new places for you to walk in. There's a passage in uh, Jeremiah that talks about the ancient paths. It says, walk in the ancient paths. This is when you're at the crossroad, how many of you have ever been at a crossroad and you're not? You don't know which way, which way to turn. Says when you're at a crossword, a crossroad, then God's going to speak to you and He's going to tell you which way to go. So you need to listen. If you ever come to a crossroad, you need to listen. What are you saying, God? And it goes on to say to follow the ancient path. That's the good path. The ancient path is God's way. In Psalms it says that uh, God is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Sometimes those crossroads are pretty muddy and uh, they can be kind of dark and uh, you just don't have clarity. There's like a fog when you're at the crossroad. But God wants to illuminate your path. So if he desires to illuminate your path, then we better run to him and let him illuminate that path. Because when you're on his path, there you find joy forevermore. Amen? Amen? Praise God. Well, I have talked way too much. We have lots going on today. I'm just so happy that you're here today. And uh, just continue, uh, as I said, as we just go through this day, just keep your heart going back. Keep your heart drawing to the father drawing close to him because he has some really good things to say to you i hope that this morning already that you've been ministered to and that there's something that you can take with you and to chew on and uh and let god just open those those paths for you to walk in praise god well i love you thank you we're gonna just